Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, and a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, whatever time it is where you are currently hearing the sound of our voices. We give God thanks and praise for yet another day, another opportunity to join with you in the airwaves for the It's Real Radio talk show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, I am joined by the ever-talented and beautiful Miss Tanya Clark Roberts. Tanya Roberts, how are you? <laughs> it's okay, Seth. I can understand why you can get so confused. It can be confusing sometimes. Thank you for the beautiful introduction, as always, and being a blessing. I know who I am. I was my father's first, which is Clark, and then I became my husband's second, which was Robert. So I'm okay with it. I'm content with it. Thank you. So cool, cool. So cool. Well, it is a... Another wonderfully beautiful chance and opportunity to say, Lord, I thank you. That's how I see each and every day as you and I were talking briefly prior to the show beginning. You know, in this crazy time in which we live, we have to be grateful and thank you every single time we can say, listen, I am above ground. My family is above ground. I am thankful. (laughs) Seriously. You know, and I think too often we take the little things for granted when we can have so many opportunities to give God praise, even in the midst of the chaos and the craziness. Um, seriously, it is like people ask me all the time, how are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> you know what? My family is alive. I'm alive. It's another day and another chance and another opportunity for God to show himself mighty in our lives. I'm phenomenal. Seriously. Um, and that's that is come to to really really um, take as my mantra seriously. And I know likewise, you know, you think and praise God for every day above ground. It's just like you know what? I think people focus on the wrong thing. They so they become so focal focused on the negativity that's going on around them, on the negative things that are happening in their lives that they miss the opportunity just to say thank you. And if you have nothing else to say thank you for, you can say thank you for life. Thank you for breathing. Thank you my lungs are working. Thank you I'm not hooked up to a respirator right now. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? That whatever I'm walking through, I have the forethought and the knowledge to know that God is walking through it with me. And everybody can't say that, sis. Everybody can't have that peace of mind within to say whatever is going on, whatever I have to encounter, whatever I have to walk through, I know I'm not by myself. I know that God is with me in the midst of it. And I think that makes a difference in how we handle things that happen in our lives, wouldn't you say? I would totally agree with you. And you're absolutely right. I was listening to my pastor today, one of my pastors today, and um, he was saying, just pray for me, because this since this six-month lock-in, it hasn't been easy. And it's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of different things that we're doing. And, I, you know, when you mm-hmm. hear a man of God say that, it, it humbles you, because sometimes we think that the man of God can't go through or feel a certain thing or the children of God can't go through or feel a certain thing, but we are, and it's an impact on us. So 
we just thank God, like you're saying, sis, every day, you know, that we can say that we're well. I'm shocked that I'm still here sometimes. But I thank God that we can say all is well with my soul. Amen, amen. And to have the knowledge that you're still here because there's yet a work for you to do, you know, that you are not aimlessly just wandering through this earth realm without purpose or direction, you know, and, and that's another very, very important um, precept that we have to take on that, I, wait a minute, if I'm still here, then obviously, God, you still have something for me to do because when my time is up, I'm out, <laughs> you know, I'm out. I was listening to Pastor, um, Pastor Dion this morning, um, and he, he mentioned something about Moses, and, and what, he, what he said leading into his statement about Moses was that, you know, he has asked God, if you decide or if you so desire that I'm still alive at 100, 110, whatever, I'm asking to have the same agility and the same strength as Moses, who at 120 years old was still going up and down the mountain, <laughs> okay? And it wasn't that... Um, he got sick and died. It was just his work was done and God took him up, you know? And, and that, I think that is, is something for us to, to take to heart. It's like, you know what, daddy, I'm not ready to leave yet because I feel so strongly in my heart that there's yet a work for me to do. But I also want to, as long as you see fit for me to be here, to be active, to be um, Uh an integral part of what's going on around me, Amen. you know, and I believe we can ask yes. God for that. I believe that we can believe God for that. You know, I do also believe that there are things that we need to do for our own self-interest to, to prolong our life, so to speak, to say that, you know, I'm going to take care of my body. All right, I, I'm purposing my heart this morning. I'm not drinking enough water. I know I'm not, and I'm feeling the residual of it. So, I need to do more water. So now I've had two bottles of water already. I have to keep on it. I understand that, you know, we have things that we have to do in order to function at the most optimal place that we can to detox. I detox all the time to cleanse my, my internal self. You know, to make sure that the toxins that my body is taking in from the craziness of the foods that we eat, the processed foods, and and I'm sorry, I'm not a vegan or vegetarian, you know what I'm saying? But at that same time, I recognize and understand there is something that I need to do since I choose to still eat meat, since I choose to still eat dairy, I need to still make sure that I'm, I'm doing what's necessary to help my body digest these things, to help my body progress. And I'm saying all of this literally as a segue into what our topic is today, because the things that we take into ourselves, be it our food intake, be it our attitude, all has bearing on our person. Likewise, if we take on a precept and an attitude of you did something to me, so I refuse to forgive you for what you've done, I've now taken on the sin of unforgiveness because God has already told us if you harbor unforgiveness in your heart, then I'm not going to forgive you either. And the whole purpose for Christ being here was that we could be forgiven of our sins and be reconciled back unto the Father. So now I've made moot, you know, of no effect what Christ came here sacrificed for because I have chosen to walk in unforgiveness. And then I choose to take it a step further. So I'm not just going to harbor unforgiveness in my heart. Now I'm going to let the dark side of me enter into that place called revenge. I'm going to get you back. Whatever it takes. (laughs) If it takes me to the last breath in my body, I'm going to get you. And we walk into a very dark place when we walk into that place. Now, I can't speak for everybody that's listening to us. I can't even speak for you, sis, but I can speak for me. And I can speak 
on that dark place because I've been there. I've walked in that place of, oh, oh, you did what? Okay, I got you, boo. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get you. Okay, I've walked in that place of because I'm hurt right this minute. I don't know what's going to happen later, but because I'm hurt right this minute and you are the cause of my pain, that I'm going to do something in retaliation that makes sure that you feel pain as well. And I've been there, did that. And I learned at a very, very, very young age, like in my teens, that revenge is not as sweet as it sounds. Because I walked in something. The person that I was with at that time did something, and it hurt me to my core. So I'm like, oh, I got you. Okay, I got you. And because of that very moment, that pain was so real, I acted out something that was totally against my character to do. But my 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 pain was so great at that moment that rationality was gone. Okay, reasoning was out the door. And as soon as I entered into what I had desired to do, there was regret in my heart because it was like, this is not even me. I don't even really want to do this. Okay, but it was too late because I had already entered in, so to speak. I had already made that pact with the devil right that moment, that this is what I'm going to do to get that person back. Fast forward months later, probably maybe even a year later, what I did in that moment didn't surface then. So I didn't inflict the pain that I wanted to in, on that person, but I, I, I inflicted more pain on myself because I went against what my nature was to do. Fast forward, probably had to be almost a year later, all of a sudden what I did in that moment of pain surfaced. So my my desire, my, my whole reasoning for do it manifested, but it manifested a year later. When it manifested a year later, we was cool. Pain was gone. We done got past it, you know. We're, we're on a whole nother level, and all of a sudden, here, I get slapped in the face of what I did a year prior because now it has surfaced, and exactly what I intended it to do when I did it happened. I hurt that individual, but I didn't hurt the individual at the time that I meant to. And it taught me a very valuable lesson very early. How revenge is not as sweet as it sounds. It's not as sweet as people make it out to be because it can jump up and it can bite you back. So one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today is this past week I was watching MSNBC And they were talking about the situation with the Postal Service and how we're all so focused on um, the the blatant attempt to make the Postal Service inept to do what it's supposed to do as far as timely delivery of our mail. And we are so focused in on, oh, it's because of the election. And as I listened to this newscaster, and he painted a completely different picture. And the picture went back to pre-President Trump in office, okay? Pre um, the election will be rigged if we allow mail-in ballots. Pre all of that, okay? Went back to a time and a place where the true reasoning behind what's happening to the post office was exposed, was spoken out by Trump's own mouth, okay, of how much he hated Jeff Bezos, how much he, if it was the last thing he did, he wanted to find a way to cripple Amazon, and what he went after was the Postal Service, because the Postal Service was who Amazon was using to move the packages. And Amazon had a reduced rate with the Postal Service because of the multitude of the packages that were being moved through them. So 
So by calculation and design, he went after in a revengeful manner to tear down this one person, but it has affected millions. Same way how he hated Barack Obama. Now, y'all know I don't normally talk about politics to very much of a degree, but this thing really hit me. This thing was really real because I'm using it as an example for the lengths and the ends that people will go through to enact revenge. So we all knew that Donald Trump hated Barack Obama. That's no secret. But his main purpose, and he said this out of his mouth, his main purpose for going into the White House was to destroy everything that Barack Obama had built over the eight years that he was president. And he has went in with a vengeance to do just that. And it all comes from revenge. Okay? But what he has done has affected millions because you want to get revenge on this individual or you want to get revenge on that individual. Now, I'm literally, I'm using this as a backdrop just to say, think about when you're going after revenge, you're going after it to hurt an individual, but you never think about what that your actions will do to people connected to that individual, to people connected to that situation, and to what it will do ultimately unto you. Because literally, you make a pact with the devil to give back at whoever it is you want to, because you didn't make a pact with God, because God's word clearly says, vengeance is mine, I shall repay. God tells you to let it go. God tells you to forgive. So you're not acting as an agent of God when you do what you do. You've totally made a pact with the devil that by any means necessary, I'm going to tear this person down. I'm going to get this person back. And you never think about the consequences to your action. So I wanted to to take this on today because I believe that we need to talk about it. This is this is it's real. It's real talk on real issues. Even within the body of Christ, even saved, sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost, there are things that happen in your life, and your first indication, your first inkling is to go get that person back, to go after that person with a vengeance, to do whatever it is you need to do to make sure that that person realizes that it's you that's taking them down because of what they did to you. And I think we need to talk about it because literally it goes against everything that God has, has initiated in our lives to be reconciled back unto him, to be whole, to be at peace. And we don't at the moment, at that moment of pain, we have forgotten everything that God has done for us. We've forgotten everything that God desires for us. We've forgotten the unconditional love that God has had to have for us to forgive us of the pain that we have caused others. And I just think, you know, we we need to step back and we need to think about this thing and figure out that, wait, wait, what is more important to me? Is my getting that person back more important to me than my relationship with God? What pastor teaches us this all the time. Is it better to be right or to be reconciled? You've got to make the choice. Is it better to prove your point and you were right or to be reconciled and be at peace? Because the word of God tells us to live peaceably with all men as within your power to do. Now, I, I, can't, I can't make someone be at peace with me, but I doggone sure can control whether or not I'm at peace with them. And I recognize and understand that some of the hurt and the pain that we've walked through, that's not an easy feat to say, okay, I'm going to be at peace with this. 
I'm going to forgive you. It's not easy until you start looking at it through God's eyes and you recognize and understand, oh, my God, I have done so much wrong. And if you tell me you have not done anything wrong, let me pray for you. Because I don't care if it was in thought, word, deed, or action. You've done it. Because that's the word. As a man thinketh, so is he. So I think that we have to step back and think about, wow, is it worth my soul? Is it worth my relationship with God to get my revenge? See, I had to walk through that when my, my son-in-law passed. We talked about this on one of the shows before. Because my first thing, you hurt somebody I care about, I'll let you, I'll give you a pass much quicker on you doing something to me than you doing something to somebody I care about. Because I, at that point, I've lost all reasoning. You hurt somebody I love. Nope, reasoning is out the door. I'm sorry. I got something for you. That's my nature. That's my nature. Been like that all my life. But even in that, I still have to, okay, Daddy, you said vengeance is yours, you will repay, but you got to help me with this thing. Because what I want to do is go get a gun and go take care of it myself. And he's like, nope, nope, that's not the way. And it's like, why? (laughs) I'm helping you. I'm doing you a favor. I'm ridding the world of of something that shouldn't be here. Let me help you. God is going, I don't need your help. I got this. I got it. So I just, you know, it was just really in my spirit that, you know, we've got some listeners that are struggling with some things. And the reason they can't move forward in life, the reason they can't accomplish the things that they want to accomplish, the reason that they have not allowed God to manifest in their lives the way he desires to is because of that embitterness, because of that unforgiveness, because of that vengeance mindset that they have that they won't let go. And so I want to encourage, let it go. Let it go. You can't change what happened. And two wrongs will never make a right. So because they wronged you, you wronging them, you getting your revenge, it's still not going to change what they did. It's not going to make it better. You think it will until it happens, and it, it won't. Because now you've got to live with what you've done. See, before, you were just living with what they did, and that can be forgiven, and that you can move on from. But now, because you've taken matters into your own hands, you got to live with what you did. And it flips the script. Flips the script. I'm going to let you weigh in now <laughs> on all that I've said. Wow, sis, I'm going to tell you something. I've been there before, not just one time, but several times. And I'm like you. When you want it to happen, God does not move. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Even in his word, he said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So we couldn't mm-hmm. take the vengeance we want. I'm sure there's some in the pre- penal system, prison system, dead in the graveyard that wish they could have taken matters a little bit differently. Relationships, mm-hmm. families, a lot of things are broken because of revenge or some sort of lack of what they feel they so deserve. And I'm going to tell you something, um, felt all that. And when it happened, I couldn't believe how God changed my heart and how then I wanted to help. And I couldn't believe these are the same ones that I wanted something so not good to happen to, to fall their business or whatever, Mm -hmm. because I felt at the time justified. I felt at the time hurt. I felt at the time used. But that was my story. It wasn't God's story. Mm-hmm. So when it all portrayed itself, like you're saying, sis, and it works itself out, it wasn't because of what we felt or what we expected, time and of how he does things. And then he lets mm-hmm. us know that his compassion and his love is everlasting because I've fallen so many times myself and there's nothing like forgiveness in the sight of the people that you love. 
and not holding a grudge against you. And I'm sure I've had people wish bad against me. And I'm sure that they felt like they've seen what was meant for me to come out. But they don't know. Because I will tell you this. If you have ever been hurt and wished, not not meaning to sometimes, but saying, when is this person going to get theirs? Man, I have yeah. been beat up, eaten up, along the way journey, ran over, everything. When is this person going to get theirs? This seems like they always get away with everything. And that's when that word mm-hmm. of God comes to me and says, fret not thyself for the evil doers of mm-hmm. iniquity, for soon they shall be cut down like the green grass and withered as the green herb. For truly they have risen like a green bay tree, blowing every which way and other. But soon it will be no different than them being burned in the fire and withered mm-hmm. as a green herb. And the wind comes and takes it away. Wow. How many times mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to God. He didn't allow it to be so when I spoke words of my mm-hmm. hurt, of what I felt like people deserved. And thank God for the same way that people have spoken against me, they're hurt and wish things that had happened to me and God didn't allow it to be so. So right now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I know both sides of that fence. And we need you to think right now because, you know, even now when you closed in and you're shut in, it's times the enemy wants to bring so many different things that have taken place and we can use it as an excuse why we haven't gone forward we can use that as an excuse of why things have happened the way that they did. I remember the Lord showing me a dream, showing me how the enemy is going to come up against me. And just as he showed me in a dream, just as he did, those two people came up against me and cost me. But I cost myself because I was off base and the Lord was showing me right then. He was speaking to me right then, telling me they're coming. But be ready. They're coming. Be ready. But, you know, sometimes we, as stuck in ourselves because we truly believe it. You know, as a Christian, God has our back and even though we can challenge it and do whatever, nothing's going to happen to us sometimes. And it does. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it just doesn't matter about any of that. Everything that happens to your life is for a reason, whether it's to grow you, to to make you grow or to make you see or make you become better, whatever it is. So when it came to me, sis, I remember, it took me three years, you guys, three years to get over that hurt. Almost went into four until I had a really good friend of mine pray over me and said, I refuse. So remember something before we speak. Remember your days of who you were. And mm-hmm. always remember that it, 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 it You've had some moments, too, I'm sure, that people wish mm. things would have happened to you because maybe you didn't even re- re- realize it. But to that person, is everything. But to you, you didn't even think it was anything. So that's where I stand. I'm so grateful that I'm maturing enough in Christ, maturing enough in myself now that he's allowing me to see the other side of the fence. I'm not going to tell you I'm still not there. I'm asking God for deliverance every day because I don't want to hurt people with my words or my gestures mm-hmm. because I believe that when in due time and due season, God has a way of taking care of us all. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that because he said he loves us and he chastens those whom he loves. So I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for his mercy and his grace. I'm going to leave it on that platform right there, sis. You know, an, a, another um, another important feature to this is, you know, sometimes we'll get, okay, all right, God, well, I'm going to leave it in your hands, um, but I'm leaving it there expecting you to do something to this person, okay? I, I'm not leaving it in your hands passively. To to be according to your sovereignty, I'm leaving it there because I'm expecting to see something bad happen to this person. I'm gonna let you act it out because you said for me not to, 
but I'm expecting you to do that. And then, God forbid, something happens to that person and you have the audacity to have joy in your heart because something bad happened to that person. Let me tell you, that also is not of God. I remember, and I don't, to be honest with you, I don't remember who who the person was. I don't remember what happened. The only thing I remember is getting ready to walk into church. It was a Wednesday night for Bible study and prayer. And before I could open the door to go into the house of God, God stopped me. He would not allow me to enter into his house with this this little smirky attitude that I had in my heart about something that had happened to somebody that had wronged me. And he and then this will, I promise you, I don't remember the person, I don't remember what happened, but I remember the voice of God. And I remember him saying, Don't you dare, don't you dare rejoice in the downfall of someone else. I don't care what they did. And I literally, I literally had to repent and get that out of my heart before he would allow me to enter into his sanctuary. Now, I know y'all can argue with me all you want to. We are the church, wherever we are, God is. But I'm going to tell you, this is an honest to God truth. Before he would allow me to walk into that sanctuary to be a part of whatever service was going to happen that night, he stopped me at the door to get it right. So I don't believe he holds me at any higher standard than he holds you. So I'm telling you this to recognize and understand, you know, there, there our precept has to be um, one of forgiveness, letting it go, not desiring the the hard hand of God to come down on that person. Sometimes we release it, but as mother used to tell us, she was like, don't you be praying the white witchcraft prayers, okay? Because we're praying, God, you do this, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to that person. And he's like, hold up. So what if I did that, to that, to that, to that to you? And it's like, ooh, ooh. Because you have failed me the same way they failed you. You've betrayed me the same way they've betrayed you. So what if we flip this script? And I promise you, I don't know about you, but it sure made me back up. So we've got to, we've got to be mindful. We're, we say it all the time. We're not perfect. We're not Christ. We're not this. We're not that. But, hey, my word says that we are pressing on. We are pressing toward the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. He is our elder brother. He is our example. He is our propitiation for sin. We are pressing into what would Christ do? What was his example? Do, how, how did he forgive? How could he hang on the cross and say, for God, forgive them for they know not what they do? I, I promise you, there are people that will do things to you uh, Again, okay, because I keep saying I, I can't speak for you guys. Let me speak for myself. But there are people that have done things to me, and I've had to stop and go, whoa, y'all don't even know. I've actually told people, I'm not your problem. You really don't have to worry about me. It's my elder brother and my father that you need to look out for. Because, hey, <laughs> I'm, I belong to them. Okay, I belong to them, but I even had to get to the place of in that mindset, okay, I got to forgive. I got to lift this person up in prayer because they really don't know what they're doing. They they don't have a clue, you know, because the word is true. You will reap what you sow, okay? (laughs) Okay, but because, just because I know that, because I know the word is true, does not mean that I need to wish upon you the pain that you caused me. See, that, that is what I, I need not to do. That is where I need to draw the line. I, girl, it has been situations and times, and here's something that we really got to keep in mind. It's like we think we get saved and everything is washed up under the rug, but I promise you there are some things that you walked in on the other side, B.C., before Christ, that will come back and slap you dead upside your head while you're walking with Christ. 
And when it happens, it can't be that woe is me attitude. It better be, Lord, I'm so sorry. Because I recognize, I recognize, even though I've been forgiven, even though you have walked this thing out with me, I recognize that pain. I recognize the root of that because I was that person. I did that to somebody. So let me recognize and first and foremost repent of the pain that I caused someone else before I get so high and mighty and want to point a finger at what somebody did to me. And then there are those times when people will come at you in a way that you would have never expected because you wouldn't have did it to somebody else in a million years, saved or unsaved. But yet and still, you still got to see that person as a soul. You still got to see that person as redeemable. Sometimes, girl, thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we look at people and throw them trash. We do not recognize that every soul is redeemable. The word says that God wished that all men would be saved and none would perish. It's not going to happen, but that's his desire. So we have to make sure that we don't look at a soul saying they're unredeemable. No, 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 no. You still need to pray for that person. You still need to believe God for that person. Now, that person still ultimately has to make the choice themselves. They've got to choose God for themselves. You can't force that. And even though you pray for that person, sometimes that person may not never come around. But just on the strength of just maybe, even in that last moment with that last breath, that person will say, Lord, forgive me so that they don't burn in hell for eternity. Still call to take that stand. It's not always easy, but it will liberate you when you get to that place that God can use you even in that. Yes. Even in forgiving your enemy. Even in blessing your enemy. Yes. It's vital. Go ahead, sis. It's vital. No, I didn't want to cut you off. What you're saying, I want you to preach that thing. Because even in the midst of that, God is healing you. And a lot of times the reason why I truly believe that we feel the way that we do, because God wants us to show us that that thing is there. It's another scripture mm-hmm. that I love the most to say, he will not leave your soul in hell. So I truly believe mm-hmm. he will bring forth the things that we don't believe that are there sometimes. And we don't know sometimes because if it's no reason for them to manifest until it's time for right. something to happen, then it manifests itself, it rears its head. And I believe he wants mm-hmm. us to get that all out so he can truly bless us with his blessing. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm going through right now, sis. It's, you guys, it's, it's not easy. This walk is not easy, easy, especially when 2020 came in. We all thought, um, I believe the majority of us thought that 2020 was going to be different. I remember my pastor down here speaking about clarity, 2020 vision of seeing things clearer. And I'm praying and asking the Lord, allow me to see things clearer. But even in the midst of that, you know, you see, um, like you're saying, when people don't wish you well or people don't mean well by you, and it doesn't have to be a coworker. It can be somebody in your family or it can be a sibling or a child, and that's what hurts you the most, you know, especially when, when you know, we hold back how we feel because it's, it's a family member or a sibling or a child, and we don't want to speak over mm-hmm. that, but at the same time, we want them to see what they have done, the words, if they've spoken something against us, whatever it is. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I thank God because I believe in my heart that there's no blessing in it. I remember when I waited so much for several on my journey, things that have happened to me, people have really hurt me to the core. And when it happened again, like I said, I was like, do you need anything? I'm here for if you need me. You know, because the hurt that pain was just as painful as if it had hurt me. And this was the person who did me wrong. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say sometimes, how can you still talk to that person as bad as they treated you? If it's what they had, as bad as they, you said they did you, how can you still treat them kind? Oh, man, mm-hmm. I thank God for that. 
I thank God he gives me compassion. I thank God, mm-hmm. you know, I have a young lady at work that tells me all the time, you know, I'm trying to say, and she, she's shown me love in so many different ways. And, you know, but at the same time, I thank God for his compassion, his mercy, his grace, and his love. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard, man. He had to show me something about my own child. And I had to say, she got it from me. Yeah, I remember when I was that age, I felt the same way. That anger, that pain, that this, that's that. I just thank God for deliverance. And that's what I keep speaking on her life is deliverance. Mm-hmm. That God would take those things away from you. Because one thing that will bless you more than anything in life is when you can have compassion on God's children and God's people and continue to love spite of the hurt or the harm or the setbacks or the things they've done to cost you certain times on your journey and in your road and time. It hurts you. But I thank God again, mm-hmm. like I said, for his mercy and his grace that's everlasting. Yeah, yeah. And that's real. You know, the, and it's normally the people that are the closest to us are the ones that can hurt us the worst. Because, like, you know, I, a stranger doing something to me is not going to have the same effect on me as someone that I love. You know, some stranger do it. It'd be like you blow it off and be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, but when it's somebody that you love and you care about, then it becomes betrayal. Then it becomes very, very difficult to handle, you know, um, and it makes a world of difference. But the same way we can overlook it for a stranger, we have to learn to see past it for those that we love. You know, it is very, very scary when you think about the things that you speak in your prayers. You know, you start to pray against your enemy and people that have done things to you, and you neglect to remember that the very people that you may be praying against could be people that's within your own home that have spoken these things that you're calling out, and you may not even realize it. So that's why we got to be careful with our prayers. You know, make sure that if we're praying something that we're attacking the root of something, not an individual. You know, that's vital because, hey, we could be calling down curses within our own family. You know, we're asking for deliverance for, for somebody in our household, in our family, but our prayers is damning um, what has been said and what has been done without us even recognizing and realizing the root of where some of this stuff has come from. So we have to be really, really careful. You know, that's why it's so important that, you know, we are lifting things up with the same love mindset that God has for us and not with that embittered mindset to make sure that whoever did whatever they did pays for it. Be careful. Be very, very careful in what you say and how you pray, seriously. And, again, God, you know, you got to give it to him. you got to give it to him. And whoever did whatever, then you need to be praying good prayers over those, those people, believing God for a turnaround in their lives believing for a heart change in their lives, believing that God will become the center of their focus, believing God for salvation for their lives. I'm telling you, people, we, listen, this thing called prayer and our relationship and our intimacy with God, it's not to be taken lightly. It is not to be taken lightly. And remember, he said he gave us the power of life and death in our tongues. And so often we misuse that power because of what we're speaking over other people. I catch myself all the time. And so I'm I'm confessing. I really have not always gotten this together, okay? My biggest issue is just, it's like sometimes you sit there and you're looking in in my mind, 
Um, and I could be wrong, but I'm feeling like I'm looking at blatant stupidity. Like how in the world could you even form your lips to say what you say? How in the world can you do what you do? This makes no sense, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just going in, 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 and on, on, on. And God is going, um, do you hear what's coming out your mouth? Do you recognize what you're saying over and about that person? And you feel justified in what you're saying because it's like, well, Lord, is this really obvious? This person is, and then I have to catch myself because I'll be like, I want to say this person is a moron. This person don't make sense. And then it's like, oh, reel it in, reel it in. Be careful what you are saying. Be careful what you're speaking. What have we been called to do? We've been called to pray for our leaders. We've been called to pray for those that would despitefully use us. We've been called to stand in the gap for our enemies. It's very easy to forget that in the heat of something, in the midst of your emotions. Now, I get it. God gave us these emotions. Not quite sure why, (laughs) but he did. And I'm sorry. I take that back. I do know why, because he wants us to experience the joys of our emotions. But because we have these emotions, they can run a gamut. And so, unfortunately, we don't just feel the joy within the emotion. We feel the pain within the emotion as well. We feel, we feel, we feel, and we speak so often because of what we feel. And we've got to learn to reel that in. Yeah, yeah, feelings are good. Feelings, we have feelings for a purpose and a reason. Reel it in, reel it in. Because don't allow your feelings to go against what God has commanded in his word. Don't allow your feelings to get you in trouble with daddy because you upset with somebody else. Real. And it's, listen, it's a balancing axis. It's a daily yes, it balancing act. And we all walk yes, through is. it. We yes, all it go through it. Yes, it is. You know, the prayer is is that we get better. The prayer yes. is is that we lean more toward the word and more toward what God has told us to do than we lead to the opposite. If we can see growth in that thing, it's an awesome thing. You know, I'll never forget, I remember I was ministering one Sunday and I was talking about, this was when my, my spiritual daughter was living with me and oh, what a time that was. And I remember saying, that there were things that had rose up within me during that period of time that I really thought was dead. I really thought that I had gotten saved and I had killed these areas of my life and they were dead and plucked up at the root. And I came to find out them puppies was just sleeping and had awoken. <laughs> okay. And that was uh, not good. That was not good. That old nature had woke up and OMG, trying to keep it under control and reeled in was more than a notion. But I understood, okay, it's a testing time. It's like Lord was saying, okay, remember this. Whatever you say out your mouth, it will be tested. It will be tested. So you say you love the Lord. So you say that you're submitted to the Lord. So you say that you are humbled by God. It will be tested. So you say that you can love your enemy. So you say that you can turn the other cheek. So you say that all of these things you can adhere to. Trust me, it will be tested. And and trust this. Sometimes you'll win and you'll pass the test. And that same test can swoop right back around you and knock you upside the other side and you fail it. It happens. It happens. But but we've got to we've got to steady ourselves in him and try with everything that's within us to to pass more than we fail. Angry and sin not to allow our emotions to flourish, but yet and still not control us. To allow ourselves to be controlled by the spirit of the living God that dwells within us. 
we have to constantly remind ourselves that greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Our flesh represents the world. If I allow that portion of me to rule me, it's not going to be according to what God wants. It's not going to be according to what he wants for my life, and the doggone show ain't going to be according to what he wants for somebody else's. So we really, 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 we got to get to that place of humbleness. <laughs> I remember this was in my first marriage, and I remember coming to church for early morning prayer one morning, and pastor called me and Dan into the, the, the office. I never forget this. And he looked at both of us during prayer, and he said, God says you need to humble yourselves even more. And now I don't know what Dan thought about it because he was going through with his then wife as well. I don't know what was on his mind, but I know for me, I was like, humble myself anymore. I don't believe I can. I didn't believe that that was even humanly possible because I felt that I had taken so much at that point in time. What what else? How else could I humble myself? But I promise you, God showed me, and I promise you, there was still another level of humility that I had to walk in even in that situation. So we will find ourselves put to the test in the Lord. And that's like 30 years ago, okay? I'm still being put to the test in the Lord. Am I really walking in humility or am I at that place of, I ain't got to do that. I ain't got to take that. Yada, 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 okay? Because that was really me. No, no, I I don't have to take this. Guess what? Watch. Watch me. Watch me bounce. (laughs) Watch me not deal with it. Okay, I can show you better than I can tell you. Watch this. And that, that is my coilette nature. That's not my God nature. That's my coilette nature. And, and normally, when I get into that flow, it's a done deal. You can take it to the bank. Watch. But I have to come to that place of reckoning with myself. That's what we're saying to you. You have to come to a place of reckoning with yourself. What is more important? Is it more important for me to prove my point? Is it more important for me to show you better than I can tell you? Okay. And what exactly am I showing you? Because I am to be, I am supposed to be the ambassador for God. I'm the ambassador to the kingdom of heaven. And so what exactly is it that I'm showing you right now? Am I showing you the kingdom of God or am I showing you the kingdom of Koilet? Who am I letting rule and reign right in this very moment? And it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle. We all walk through it. Yes, but it is necessary. Yes, it is. I agree with you. I just love the fact that you said just a humbling process. I love the fact that I'm grateful for the things that do arise. It's it's shameful sometimes when God has to show you you. It's it hurts sometimes mm. when He has to show you a spirit that you didn't even think that was there. I believe He allows things to happen to bring those things to the forefront because He can truly deliver you from it when you can see yourself. I thank God for mm-hmm. the humbling process of not allowing man. You know, sometimes He has to allow man to bring it to the forefront, and it's embarrassing or it don't feel mm. good. You know, but that's because he's been sending you warning signs and you get arrogant or you don't want to see it. Then he'll allow a man to bring it to the forefront. And, the, and when he allow that to happen, oof, it hurts. It, don't, it really don't feel good. And it's like, it's like a pie in your face. But I thank God a lot of times because when I know I'm beside myself and my emotions, my feelings, you know, I, I'm so grateful I can say to the Lord, please don't let man judge me. Because he will tear me up mm. and eat me alive. But I think you mm. show me myself. Mm. So then in my private closet, I can repent to you. And I can ask you to forgive me. You can deliver me. And I believe that. Mm. And I thank God for it. Because who can better be better teachers than the ones that can go out there and truly witness to you and testify what they've been through. And, you know, people, mm-hmm. we're not out here just so we can brag or boast with medals on our shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's not n- nothing like that, you guys. 
it's just totally, you know, if I go through something and I know what it costs me and the time that it costs me, whether it's my children or my siblings or my or my coworkers or whatever, I'm not talking to you like I'm bragging or boasting. I'm talking to you like I don't want to see you go that way. I don't want to see yeah. you headed towards that train wreck, especially if I experienced it, but God allowed me to make it. Because you may not be so lucky to make it through. So, again, I thank you for the topic for today because I will tell you this. Revenge comes in many different flavors of ice cream. It doesn't always Mm. come the way that you think that it does. It doesn't always feel the way that you think it does. Don't allow the enemy to give you a mirage of making you believe that that's not envy or strife or malice or hate or jealousy or any of that. When you see it, ask God to show you yourself, turn you inside and out so that you can become delivered from the very thing that may cost your life or your soul or someone else's. Because again, it's so easy to speak things out of your mouth. The Bible says, don't speak guile. And that's what that means before you know it. So you can get angry and sin not. But that's yeah. what that means. We don't get hurt. and we, we can be angry. But before you speak out your mouth, you know what? I wish that this would, this person, man, I've said it, you guys, and I have regretted every moment. What goes around comes mm-hmm. around. Come on, you guys. That's how it it's comes. You know, you reap what yeah. you sow. Come on, you guys. Yeah. God is going to do you the way that you did me. Come on, you guys. I hope that you feel the same pain that I felt. Come on, you guys. Oh, my God. Mm. I know that, man, before you know it, God's wrath is going to come up against you. I know because I've spoken it all. And I promise you, I believe a lot of my deliverance or the slowness of my destiny has come because of that. And just Mm. like what you're saying, when you make it down off the mountaintop and God gives you the commandments to give to his people, he did not tell you to go down that hill and cuss everybody out because they ain't doing what you want okay. them to do. I've done that too. Hmm. So I can only be so humble and ask God to look past my faults and please see my needs. And I want to be able to see the hmm. promised land. I don't want one thing or one mistake to cost me my destiny, because of what I spoke out my mouth, and I know that I have. Amen. 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 Just go ahead and pray for the people. Pray us out. We pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus right now. We just first want to thank you for such an awesome, beautiful day, wherever we are whether it's morning, noon, or night, when the hearing of my voice, Father God, whether it's been rain, storms, fires, or wherever we are, we thank you, Lord, and Heavenly Father, for blessing us and allowing us to make it through the storms of destiny right now. We thank you right now, spite Mm -hmm. of what we have spoken out of our mouths, and we thank you, spite of what people have spoken against us out of their mouths. You did not allow it to be so. We thank you for looking past our faults and seeing our needs. We thank you, Father God, for being the God that knows that we don't know. We know know not sometimes, Father. And it's good for Mm -hmm. us to say that. Again, forgive us for the things that we've spoken in season that may not have been right or out of season that may not have been right. Forgive us, O oh Heavenly Father, if we've spoken things against someone that may cause something in their future, a ripple to take place. Because what we do know is, Father, it's so easy to speak it up against our enemy, but we know we don't want it back ourselves. But, Father God, in the name mm. of Jesus, I just want to thank you, Father God, for just being a loving, kind, just, and merciful God. Again, Father, yeah. I'm praying for everyone that can hear my voice. Deliver us from our unrighteousness. Deliver us from our, we think that we're so worthy. Deliver us of our pain. Deliver us from our past. Deliver us from our selves that we may be changed from mortal to immortality because it's really all Mm. about being with you when you come. I know that when we be sucked up 
in the rapture and the twinkle of an eye, I want to go with you because I don't want one moment or one feeling or one thing to cost me, cost my relationship with you, Father God. I know that sometimes we love everybody and some people we can't stand to be around, but I'm asking right now, Father God, again, bless us all that we may be able to see past who we are and see you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, that concludes our show for today. Lord willing, we'll be back with you next week. Same God channel, same God time. Same God you time. Have an incredible I love you, beautiful. I love you guys. Bye-bye. Let's keep it real.